Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hello, once again, Steve here. Um, going through the book of Matthew, and uh, we finished up, let's see, we got through verse 32 last time, Matthew chapter 12. <clears throat> but, you know, I, as I'm preparing to kind of go through, you know, continue on, and I'm trying to put this whole passage together. There's some thoughts that came to mind that I think I probably should kind of uh, kind of go back and I, I guess talk a little bit more about those last few verses that we covered. Um, let's see, specifically in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, uh, it says, He that is not with me uh, is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Now, you know, we, we talked about, you know, our, our life and how it reflects, um, you know, what we're doing for God or not doing for God and the fact that there's, there's no middle ground and there truly is no middle ground, whether you're saved or lost. It, it is, you know, another one of those pet peeves of mine, that there's so many people that seem to, to claim Christ and yet live like the world. And, and I don't know, it really brings to mind a serious question because, you know, number one, it, it, you know, I think the obvious question is, are you really saved? And I think that's what this whole passage really kind of dwells on. But, but you know, it, there is also the possibility that a person may truly be saved. They've just never grown in the Lord. You know, people give their life to Christ and sometimes they just never really uh, take that next step to get involved in church, get baptized, get involved in church, and start learning. Uh, I see a lot of Christians that the only time you ever see them maybe is on Sunday morning service, and sometimes not even that often. They don't get involved in Sunday school, Sunday night, Wednesday, any of the other special events. You know, so they don't really get any of the training. They don't get in the habit of reading their Bible, praying, and talking to God, and leaning upon Him, and all the things that a Christian who really loves the Lord should and I think would be doing. Um, but, you know, the whole idea is that this needs to bring into question our relationship with the Lord. Um, there's, there's a, there are a lot of things that as far as a Christian is concerned that we differ on. You know, we have these arguments about Salvation by grace and works, or eternal security, or predestination, gifts of the Spirit, baptism by immersion, um, the Lord's Supper, and how it should be administered, who should take it, that sort of thing, the church versus the family of God, the Bible translations we use, uh, and even in Catholicism, you know, I think there's a lot of saved Catholics 
you know, but they're involved in Mary worship and, and um, you know, confession to a priest and indulgences and prayer for the dead and some stuff like that. So those are things that, you know, if you never grow in the Lord, you get mixed up in, in some, some crazy beliefs, and yet you could be saved. But we really need to think think about you know what's going on in our lives. Are these these things work against God? Regardless of who's right and who's wrong, the fact is the disagreement creates division, and division works against God, works against the Lord, and and it really should not be that way. And yet, unfortunately, it uh, it really is. But when you when you look at these verses, and, and in verse 30 it says, He that is not with me uh, is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. And then he goes into this thing where he talks about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And we did talk about that, and I explained that it has to do with rejection of the Holy Spirit. But it's tied to this verse and some of the other things that, that are mentioned here. Uh, they're mentioned together for a reason. Um, and I think it really points to, you know, whether or not we're truly saved. Because what he says, look, if you're either with me or against me. And then he goes on, he says, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be given unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. So... If you look at that in the sense of, of what just, you know, prefaced it, either you're with me or against me, here's what he's saying. There are things in, in, in life that, that we can do that are in opposition to the work of the Son of, Son of God. Yes, he died for our sin, but he also taught us and, and tells us to go there, go you there for and teach and we get confused on these teachings and so we conflict with one another he says so you can you can conflict with the holy spirit and be forgiven of being wrong of doing things that actually are against him but not so with the holy spirit because the holy spirit's function is is to comfort well he can only comfort those who are saved he can't comfort those who are not saved so what he's saying is if you oppose the Holy Spirit, you're opposing salvation. That's his primary function, to come into our hearts and give us the assurance that we truly are saved. You know, the Holy, the Holy Spirit draws us to God. Well, if we don't let him draw us to God, then we're not saved. And, and that's really the, 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 the focus of this whole point, is understanding the role of the Holy Spirit and understanding that Blasphemy is attributing his works to Satan, and that's what the Pharisees did in these other verses back in, you know, 23, 24, and so, and so on. Um, they're attributing what he's doing to Satan, so they're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Which in effect, they're saying what he's doing is not of God, it's of Satan, and so obviously they're rejecting him. And, and if you're rejecting the Holy Spirit, then you're not saved. And when he says you're not only, it's not only in this life, but, you know, even in heaven... You're not going to heaven if you reject what the Holy Spirit is trying to do. And your life is really a benchmark. You know, the things we do in life should show whether or not we're really following the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we really need to take a look at that. Verse 33 
um, it says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. Now, let me go back to the to an argument a lot of people put out, you know, to defend some other things. They're saying, well, I can do this because God knows my heart. I can do this because God knows my heart. Well, that's true. He does know your heart. But here's what happens. Um, you're either, your heart is either black, in which case, you know, you're lost. And Satan is not worried about what you do because you're lost. You're going to behave like a lost person. You're on his side. You're, you're, you're taking his part. So that's situation number one. Situation number two is, let's say your heart is pure. You truly are saved. Now you've drawn the attention of Satan. And so his function is he can't, he can't blacken your heart again. He can't take your salvation away from you. And, of course, that's that whole eternal security debate. And you know, that's for another time. But what he can do is get into your life and destroy your testimony and cause you to do things that are in opposition to the things that the Son of God is trying to do. And so while your heart may be pure and, and God knows that, the fact is your life doesn't reflect it. So that's kind of the situation number two, where your heart is pure, and yet your life doesn't show the purity of your heart. And in situation number three, is your heart is pure, you've drawn the attention of Satan. <clears throat> He's going to excuse me, I'm getting a drink here. Um, so he, he tries to get into your life and guide you into error. Um, Thing, guide you into things that are going to be opposed to the work of the Son of God. But you reject Him. And you say, get thee behind me, Satan. And you're in the Word. You're depending on the Word. You're praying to God. And so you are able to work through that. And so your life then reflects your love of Christ, which is in your heart. That's situation number three. And that's what he's talking about here in verse 33. He says, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. Verse 34, it says, A generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. See, that's really the question. Look at your life. Look at the things you're doing. Look at, look at the, 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 the situation you're in. You know, if you're not going to church, if you're not reading your Bible, if you're not involved in the things of God, if you, have, if you find more pleasure in the things of the world, then you need to look into your heart and find out if your heart's black. Or if your heart is pure, but you've been listening to the influence of Satan. And if that's the case, you need to, you need to fix it. Because your tree is not bearing good fruit. And, and there's a problem if that's the situation. He says, uh, 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 let's see, where am I at? But I say unto you, verse 36, that every idle word man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Now that, folks, is a sobering thought. Says, verse 37, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now, don't get me wrong here. I'm not telling you, I'm not preaching a works doctrine. I'm not saying your words or your actions or anything like that saves you. But 
if you go to the analogy that he just gave us, he's saying they're a clear indicator of whether or not you are or are not saved. Simple as that. They're there not for God to see, but for you and I to see. For us to take a look at. And he says then in verse 36, he says, look, all the stuff you're doing in your life, you're going to be held accountable for it. It doesn't have anything to do with salvation. Well, it does in the fact that it, it's, an, it's evidence of whether or not you're saved. And so we need to look at that evidence. And so God says, you're going to be held accountable, and he says, thereof in the day of judgment. In other words, when you get to heaven, your life is going to be on display to God. Now, I know we hear about this thing about, you know, the analogy where people say, boy, would you want your whole life put up on a big, big screen TV for all the world to see? I don't know if that's the way it's going to be. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I have, have no idea. But God is going to say, look, this is your life. This is, this is what you did. And, and here's what it says. And he's going to say either, yeah, you were saved, but you were misled. Or he's going to say, you're not saved. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never do you. So, you know, we're going to have to answer for the way our life is led before God, it does, and so the emphasis here is what he's trying to tell us is, why don't we get this stuff cleared up now? Wouldn't it be great to get this stuff cleared up now so that when you go to heaven, you can say, yes, I did those things, but I've been forgiven by the blood of Christ. Those things were in the past. I turned from those sins. I repented of those things. Have you really made a true confession of faith? I guess that's my ultimate question, and that's really what this passage is trying to get us to do, is get us to ask ourselves, have I truly made confession of faith? Have I truly asked Jesus Christ into my heart, or is my heart black? Um, has your life then reflected what is in your heart? Well, if your life has been focused more on worldly things and those are the things that are most important to you, perhaps your heart is not pure. Perhaps it's not what you think it is. Maybe that's something you need to address and get fixed. Works don't save, but they do provide a very effective gauge because it says here they're a reflection of your heart. Your life, your activities, your involvements, your focus, your pleasures, those are things that tell you what's in your heart. You can't hide from your heart. You can't hide from your feelings. You can't help but be hurt by situations. There's nothing you can do. To, you might control it, but you can't stop the fact that you're hurt or that you're saddened or, or you're happy. You know, because those are just natural reactions. So, folks, let me kind of wind this down here because we're approaching the 15-minute mark. <coughs> and let me ask you to go back over this portion, especially the portion that, where Jesus is speaking from verses 25 through uh, 37. And evaluate your life. Get a piece of paper out and, and write down the things that are most important to you. And decide whether or not 
you are living for the Lord and whether or not they're speaking about the true values in your heart. And find out if you're in rejection of the Holy Spirit. And get that straightened out right now. All right. We'll be back next time. God bless.